And welcome to the Real Money Show. I guess this would be the last one for the year, guys. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven guildhallwealth.com online to check it out. And I'll tell you right now, while you're there, sign up for the Precious Metals Advisor free subscription to Guildhall's premier market newsletter. Hi, guys. Darren, uh, you guys have been talking about the fundamentals of precious metals, but your favorite metal has been silver, correct? It is. Now, absolutely. Today, uh, I understand we're going to discuss the idea of why silver and why gold, uh, kind of silver and gold, 101 for our listeners, right? That's absolutely it. Break it down, my friend. Break it down. Well, if you look at it, listen, about 90% of investors buy stocks, real estate, or interest-bearing instruments. Less than 10% really, truly ever buy real physical silver. I mean, we reach thousands of readers and potential investors monthly, yet this is minuscule compared to the 70-plus million investors in the U.S. and Canada alone. My point is very simple, John. If you're looking for an undiscovered investment item, silver, gold, and natural fancy colored diamonds fit the the bill. Now, because silver is an item known since the dawn of civilization, most people naturally hold very strong preconceived notions about it. Uh, For example, uh, just about everyone is aware of or has some opinion of the dramatic price jump in the 1970s through to the 1980s and the Hunts Brothers episode when it comes to silver, Uh, but very few have taken the time to study silver closely. It's easier and less time-consuming to rely on what we call superficial opinions or those headlines we've discussed for so long, and unfortunately, that's just not usually the path to investment success. Now, if we look right off the top of the bat at the historic ratio between between silver and gold, it's been about 16 to 1. That means for every one ounce of gold, you've had 16 ounces of silver in value. And again, it goes back to biblical times where they were essentially pulling one gold uh, ounce out of the ground. And for that one gold ounce, equivalently, they'd be pulling 16 ounces of silver out of the ground. Now, silver is relatively cheaper, and it's ranged from about 32 to 1 to 90 to 1 during this bull market since 2002. Right now, that ratio is fluctuating between uh, about 58 to 65. This means that silver is currently undervalued, and it's cheaper than historic norms. And it's a better investment, in my opinion, although I love gold and I own it, if you want to buy low and sell high. Well, Jeremy's been talking, well, Paul said this in the past, and you as well, the uses of silver, everything from catalytic converters, flat screen TVs, tablets. You even mentioned wallpaper at one time, which I thought was the most yeah, bizarre that was, reference. That was probably one of the new usages yeah, this year. Um, they're using it to put into wallpaper because it uh, blocks Wi-Fi signals. That's so awesome. there's always new usages for it every day. It's uh, got the most, it's one of those elements that has the most amount of patent pending. Wow. Uh, attached to it. So, you know, when it comes to solar power, uh, health, uh, medical usages, water purification, um, all of these, these type of things. So one thing's for sure, we live in a technological age and uh, silver goes hand in hand with that. And I, I think that plays into the whole uh, supply demand aspect fundamental that we're looking at. And on that note, I think it is interesting to look at uh, the supply and the demand together. Uh, this year in the coin sales, if you want to look at uh, the Canadian mint uh, as an example, sorry, the U.S. mint, uh, we can see that this year was over 40 million ounces of, of silver were sold. Uh, this is higher than it was in 2011 when the market hit an all-time high, or not an all-time high, but very close to that all-time high of $48 an ounce. Uh, if you look at uh, even where it was back back in 2008, Net, net uh, eagle sales from the U.S. was below 20 million. So to see it up in the 40 million mark is absolutely massive. It's also important to note that within the last five years, the U.S. and Canada have become net exporters of of uh, of silver and gold. They're not bringing anything in. They're selling more than they than they can produce every year. And what we're seeing is every time the market goes down, for example, we're seeing uh, U.S. Gold Eagle sales skyrocketed back in April when we saw uh, some pullbacks in gold and silver. Uh, Anytime we've seen some pullbacks in metal, we've seen uh, an absolute massive migration of gold from west to east. And we feel that that's going to be a major theme continuing into the new year. So this physical demand is very, very important. Obviously, it's not hitting headline news. But it is very important. And then you want to match that with the fact that most mining companies across the board cannot make money on silver below $21 an ounce. So we have to add that into the mix that it's very difficult to make money in it. Demand is at all-time highs. And 
and the physical market is moving from west to east. So these are stories that we've been tracking for several years and will continue to do so. And I think as you're also looking at mint sales, both in the U.S. and in Canada, you want to note how much money is being put into gold and how much money is being put into silver. Typically, you want to consider the difference between the amount purchased and the value purchased. So uh, what we're seeing is that the amount of money being put into silver is actually getting very close to one-to-one with with gold, which means ultimately that people are buying over 50 times more silver than gold. Remember that ratio right now we're trading, uh, that ratio is above 50 to 1. At that rate, silver is going to become rarer than gold down the road. Historically, the ratio is 16 to 1 in terms of availability, but right now people are buying just as much uh, money worth of silver that they are of gold. These are spectacular numbers to be looking at if you're considering an investment. If you want to know if something's undervalued, it, it costs more to mine it than the price is today. There's, there's not enough supply in North America to meet the demand that's coming out of North America. All of the bullion on any drop in this market is being met with heavy, heavy buying. And when you look at the amount of money going into silver that's going into gold, you're looking at a number that's very close to one-to-one in terms of value. This is an incredible opportunity that one should look at more closely. The other thing is as well, you have to, at Guildhall Wealth, uh, we are in the physical gold, silver, platinum and palladium. We only sell the physical metal. We don't sell securities. We're not in that business. We don't sell certificates. That's paper. We don't sell ETFs, again, an equity. We don't sell futures or options on futures. We sell the physical product. There's several ways you can deal with Guildhall. You can buy gold, silver, platinum and palladium. For immediate delivery, you can take it home, bury it in the back garden, put it under the bed, do whatever you want to do with it, put it in a safe deposit box. The problem is 1,000 ounces of silver weighs over 70 pounds. To get a safe deposit box, it's very heavy, uh, and you know the banks really don't want you to do that. And insurance-wise, insurance companies don't like to, you know, to insure gold and silver if you're holding it in your home. So the second thing that you can do is put it into our secure, safe, insured depository where you can actually sell on a phone call. That's the other downside about taking metal home. If you, the market starts moving up and you start seeing $40, $50 silver and you have 5,000 ounces of silver and you want to sell off 500 ounces. You're at work. You're at work <laughs> right. or you're a surgeon in the middle of an operation. You're going to drop everything to try to run somewhere to go sell your product. You can sell it on a phone call with Guildhall. Third option you've got is collateralized financing, where you can put up as little as 30%, finance 70%. It's not for everybody, but you're controlling, if you buy 1,000 ounces of silver, you're controlling 1,000 ounces of silver by putting up 30%. So, John, why don't you give out the numbers, let people call us. If you want an information package, if you want to get our precious metal advisor, if you want to get onto our mailing list, um, you know, give us the numbers. The number is one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven online. It's guildhallwealth.com. I always find it interesting, uh, being that we have a depository, one of the things we, we experienced this year is a lot of people were getting into the market. They see the the, the lower prices and they want to take advantage. But what, what, we're, what we're also seeing is that people are still extremely new to this market. They still bring to this market this, this uh, stock mentality, trading mentality. Uh, a lot of people who've taken advantage of the depository. I wouldn't say a lot of people, but some people who've taken advantage of the depository look at the cost to store it because ultimately bullion is something that you have to pay to store. It doesn't give a dividend. So in some ways... Um, it, it, it's not optimal in the sense that you do have to pay for that security of it, to own it as a hedge against inflation, to secure your wealth. There is a cost involved. And what we've noticed is some people said after six months of storage cost, ah, I want to take delivery. No problem. We go through the process. And it's interesting to see when you show someone the actual physical product, because we've also had people come to the depository throughout the year. And when they see their physical product, they go, Ah, I get it. I understand this is an asset. This is real. I can put my hands on it. And once they realize that they're taking home what in weight equivalent is a very large dog or a small child, they kind of say, 
oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have that in my basement. Maybe if I do want to go and sell that eventually, I don't want to have to drag it like a dead body and put it into the trunk. I want to just pick up the phone and, and sell it and call someone like Darren and just say, hey, Darren, it's uh, your friend. I want to sell my bullion. That's a very interesting way to describe it there, Jer. But I, that, <laughs> that happened today, actually, on the way down to do the show. I, uh, I dropped some bullion off to a client, and it was in a large bucket, and it was 700 ounces of silver and seven ounces of gold. And That's when, over 50 pounds. Yeah, when she received it, she couldn't do anything with it. And I said, I told you so. I'd be you too know, scared to put that in my house. But yeah. she put it in her... Uh, in, uh, she works, but yeah, it's in a big bucket and it'll be, it'll be put away. But I mean, if you're looking at it, there are a lot of fundamentals at work uh, in, in this marketplace. And when I consider it, I look at silver in commodity terms and, and namely, does it, does its current price uh, accurately reflect its current supply and demand? Is the price under over? Is it fairly valued compared to current um, or future supply and demand? And this for me is the very essence of all of the investment analysis I do. Uh, I see very little chance that silver is ever going to be restored as a monetary metal. Uh, that's going to be something that will be done for gold. And um, that will be something that we see long-term probably for gold backing a currency somewhere down the road. But what's unique to silver, it's that its demand has exceeded its supply for the majority of the last 30 years. So when you know that and you can actually see that on paper, it's not something that's just hogwash. It's really truly exceeded its supply for 30 years. That means there is no stockpile of gold anywhere in the world. No central bank has a major stockpile of this stuff sitting around. Uh, when the mints are producing their coinage and the bars that they sell, they're going into the marketplace to acquire that product. Two of our major suppliers supply the Canadian Mint. And I mean, that's been happening since about 2005. So looking at the behind the scenes things that are happening, the Eastern uh, nations, primarily the Asian countries, they've gotten a hold of this and they've taken it to the bank. They are buying, 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 and we'll talk about it later. But over here in the West, we're seeing deleveraging happening out of the paper products. That's the right direction. It's certainly going to be an event that drives price long term, but we are only now just getting to the tip where people are are starting to understand the reality, and that is you have to buy physical. It has to be able to be touched, tangible product to assure that we can take it out of the market and that nobody else ever gets it. We'll take a short break. Uh, the number one 877 online at guildhallwealth.com. Precious Metals Advisor, you should sign up for that while you're online. The subscription to Guildhall's premier market newsletter. This is The Real Money Show. The Real Money Show, the number to start investing, one 214 online at guildhallwealth.com. Darren, now what makes silver shortage of supply so special? Well, what makes it so special is how it was satisfied, John. If you look at most of the silver inventories that have been consumed over the past 60 years, they came from government holdings. The cumulative amount is staggering. It totals near about 10 to 11 billion ounces. This means that approximately 150 million ounces of silver came to market every year for 60 years, above and beyond what was mined and recycled. This exerted a tremendous influence on the supply and demand fundamentals, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Now, because governments are not-for-profit organizations, the silver uh, was just dumped in, in what is decidedly basically a non-free market fashion. No regard was given to the price. And that's why, if you look back historically, a lot of people say, well, what happened to silver when it was two bucks or three bucks or five bucks ages ago, decades ago? But whether it was disposed in common coinage or donated through giveaway auctions arranged by uh, what was back then the Silver Users Association or more recently through central bank leasing, the common thread to the government silver disposals was that the price was not a factor for the sellers, but the big government dumping of silver, it's gone. And it's been uh, since about the start of the 2000s that this has happened. Now, billions of ounces of government silver are evaporated. The U.S. government's inventory of 5 billion ounces 60 years ago is zero. And that's what makes silver one of the best investments of all. Silver won't be coming from government ever again. It's clearly undervalued. Think of anything that's less than $20 couple magazines, lattes, you're talking about a, a resource that's incredibly rare, and this is extremely undervalued. But there's a problem with value investing. You have to have patience with value investing. And look, we could, we could sit here and gloat about the fact that silver moved up from $2, $3 an ounce to, to as much as $48 an ounce between 2000 and, and 2011. 
But the fact of the matter is, is at $20 an ounce, it's incredibly cheap. The question is, is every, the physical market is clearly moving east. The, the Asian market or all BRIC nations have no problem buying it at a low price, but it has been vilified by North, North American mass media. Or high so price. nobody wants to touch it. They think $20 is, is too expensive or $1,200 gold is too expensive. Not if you compare it against the debt in the U.S. of over $16, 17000000000000 Not if you compare it to the balance sheet on the, on the, of the Fed. So when you think about the fact that it is undervalued, you have to not think about no, not necessarily the timeline of when you expect it to move up. Because if you expect it to move up within six months because you're trying to buy a boat or something, it's probably not the right investment for you. But if you can put 10, 15% of your net worth into it because you know what, what the value is, you see the fundamentals that are going on, you're going to put your money into it. You're going to say, you know what, when it runs, it runs. And one thing we can say for sure, the longer it goes sideways like this, the more of a chance that you're going to see gap up in the market, the gaps up in the market. We've seen it time and time again where the market's going sideways, we're all lulled to sleep, and then boom, the market takes up $2 in, within a week. We saw the market move up basically over a, a nine, 10 month span over $20, which was a massive move. In 1980, we saw the market move up in three months. It went from $5 to $50. So this is a market that can be absolutely explosive. And if you're not in it, if you didn't buy a ticket, it's just going to be another lost opportunity. So if you have the time, if you've been thinking about it, learn more, get get onto the Precious Metal Advisor. If you do like the market and you've just been waiting for a time to get in, the question is, how much more of a blue light special do you need at, at $20 an ounce? You need to think, okay, it's time to put some into the market. Remember, sorry, go sorry, ahead, John. I was going to say the, uh, the number one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven. Is this something like, Paul, a colored diamond where I could buy my silver now and keep it for 40 yeah, years? Yeah, I mean, you don't day trade your house. Right. I mean, if you go and buy a terrific piece of art, you know, you buy it one day and want to sell it the next. I mean, you have it. It appreciates in value. You, it's, a, it's an asset. Somewhere down the road, if you want to sell it and take the profit, you do. Um, the thing about buying gold and silver, when the prices are low like they are today, if you have money every month or every two months, you should be buying and cost average. It doesn't matter if you bought it at $21 silver and it drops down to 19 Buy it at 19 because eventually it will go to $50, $60, $100. It's going to happen. Um, you know, in my opinion and the opinion of a lot of people that we do business with that have been in this business 30 and 40 years, they can't believe how silver and gold is so undervalued. But it's like anything else. It's better to be, whether it's a week, two weeks, two months. I don't care if you're two years too early than one day too late. When you're too late, you miss the boat. You say, well, I should have bought it at 19, and now we're at 27. I'll wait for it to come back down to 19. It doesn't happen. The, the lows keep getting higher, and the highs get higher. So you've got to get into gold and silver and platinum and platinum and a natural fancy color diamond. Now, you know, don't sit on the fence. If you've been sitting, if you've been waiting, uh, you know, you're looking to say, well, maybe I'll wait till the RSP season. Don't wait. You know, get into the market now. Silver's trading at nineteen fifty. Gold's trading at twelve hundred dollars. What better time to get into the market? At Guildhall, we offer the physical product. You're not going to get paper. You're going to get the physical. You're going to get the hard asset. We don't sell certificates. We don't sell securities. We don't sell futures options on futures. We're not in the ETF business. We're in the physical business. You can buy the product. You can take it home. For immediate delivery, you can put it in a safe, secure depository that's insured, or we even offer collateral financing. And one of the questions we get asked a lot is there is a difference between what, what's called the spot price and what you actually pay for right. it. Because the spot price is the futures trading price. That's for paper. That's for futures contracts. That's not for deliverable product. Now, the product comes in various forms. You can buy it as in large forms like 1,000 ounce bars, you can do 100 ounce bars, and we're talking silver, uh, 10 ounce bars, 5 ounce bars, 1 ounce wafers, uh, which are very difficult to come by, and then there's also uh, the 1 ounce maple, maples. The smaller the product, the higher the premium on that. So the, the more divisible it is, the larger a premium you're going to pay. But you do have to realize that there is a premium involved. You can't buy it 
at that price. Uh, so oftentimes, especially with new clients, you you end up sort of discussing. People are always looking for the cheapest way to get in. One thing that they have to realize is that silver is already very cheap. Um, and then, of course, there is a premium that has to be paid on the physical product. Now, in our depository, we go one extra step, which is if you're going to store your bullion, you can have it stored. Allocated and segregated. So we're one of the very few firms out there that will actually provide you with serial numbers on your bars, and you'll receive the serial numbers every month when you're receiving your statement. So it's one of those things that if you're looking for that security, that accounting uh, aspect to your to your product, you definitely want to consider the depository. And we also offer in Toronto, you can. Store in our depository. We even have a facility available for you in Switzerland and oh, in wow. Singapore. So. You know, some people want to keep their product offshore. It's available to you. The number one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven guildhallwealth dot com. Darren Brass Tax. Want to get into the? Uh, how do I open an account? I want to get in now. What do I do? Three ways. I mean, as Paul was alluding to earlier, uh, you can take home delivery. Number two, you can store it with us in a depository, which is a very smart way and efficient way to do it. Uh, ease of liquidity, buying and selling on a phone call. You have all of our expertise at your fingertips. And if you want to take that a step further, you can store the product again. It's physical, and you can use some financing. Up to 70% of the product, if you wanted to buy a 1,000 ounces in the example and have it stored in our depository, that with an outright purchase is going to be roughly 21000 22000 if you wanted to use the financing method, you're still going to control that $21,000, $22,000 worth of, of silver. You're still going to make the decisions on buying and selling, but you're only going to lay out around 7500 to do it. And that's the added value of uh, that extra tier of service that we offer. That's not for everybody. There are risks in, in investing at any level, which we're always happy to go over and review with client-wise. But when you look at what the long-term potential of silver and gold are, it's very difficult not to want to dive right in. And every week, uh, we have hundreds of people that are contacting us, talking to us, and asking us questions about these markets. And it's fantastic to have the opportunity to put people in the right space at the right time as far as their hard-earned money is concerned. Question for you, Jeremy. You mentioned a short time ago the wafers are hard to come by. Where's the leap-off point as far as amount, and why are they hard to come by? Um, part of it is because it used to be that there was a lot of product around. Uh, we would we would be delivering, uh, sorry, receiving deliveries of product, and we'd be getting Johnson Matthew bars that could have been from the '60s, '70s, '80s. Um, there was a time up until about two, three years ago where product was coming from everywhere. There was lots of uh, bullion available everywhere and you could get one ounce wafers, no problem. Today, we're finding that even through our suppliers, everything is backordered through mints and through major refiners. And any product that we're receiving is really with, have, has been minted uh, within the last uh, six months to a year. So all of the product's brand new. And as a result of that, there's just not a lot of uh, well, smaller a, product There's also available. a lot of work involved. I mean, it's easier to, to fabricate a 1,000-ounce bar or a 100-ounce right. bar of silver than it is to fabricate 1,000 one-ounce bars. And you're going to pay a premium. And, you know, the manufacturers are so busy. They, you know, they're working basically 24 hours, you know, around the clock producing the product to get out to, to dealers. And uh, we order product every single day uh, from several different wholesalers. And, we'd, you know, most times we're back-ordered two, three weeks, as much as four weeks getting our product in. I mean, it's always coming through the door, but we're back ordered. So the, the last thing they want to produce is one-ounce wafers when they can produce 100-ounce bars or 10-ounce bars or 1,000-ounce bars. And right now, a lot of production is slowing down because, remember, about 70 80% of the silver being produced is coming as a byproduct of copper, uh, gold, uh, zinc, and lead mining. And the reality is that when you get low prices like this, it's not encouraging development at all. That's why we talked about it in the show in another show last week about how many great companies out there have cash in the bank, zero debt, and are bringing product out of the ground, yet they've lost as much as 90% of their share value. Now, that being said, that is a recipe for long-term success when you can identify that which is of value and go after it. Be contrarian. Don't fall in line with the flock and uh, get money into these markets today. one 877 online at guildhallwealth.com as well. Jeremy. Yeah, you know, just being that it's at the end of the year and we're being a, 
a little retrospective. I think it's very interesting to look at at mint sales again uh, just before we go to break. You know, in, in 2008, when everything was collapsing, we had a lot of people that had followed the bull market up from two, from uh, 2002 all the way through 2008, and total mint sales was in the U.S. was less than 20 million. Now, when silver was peaking in and around $48 an ounce, the market was peaking just below 40 million ounces sold that year. Today, we're trading below $20 an ounce, have been in the low 20s for most of the year, and mint sales were surpassed 40 million ounces. That tells you something. That tells you that the that what people think in terms of their credibility of, of the currencies, credibility of central banks, they're looking for alternatives, and they're finding it in precious metals. Clearly, a lot of that that demand has coming from China, India, Russia, Brazil, all around the world. But we're also seeing it from the from the mints at home. So I think you want to see that as an indication that people are starting to restructure their portfolio. They're looking for something solid. They're looking for a place to store their wealth. We'll take a short break. You want to start investing? You can do well now. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven and online at guildhallwealth.com. While you're there, take advantage of the Precious Metals Advisor free subscription to Guildhall's premier market newsletter. This is The Real Money Show. This is The Real Money Show. The number to start investing, one 214 online at guildhallwealth.com. Great part of the show where we talk about natural, fancy colored diamonds. Nicole, you're here joining us. Uh, give us uh, give us a recap. What's the, what's the news? Well, I, I just wanted to give a wrap-up on 2013. We had we saw a lot of awareness for natural fancy color diamonds um, just through investors, through headlines, particularly with auction records being smashed this year. You know, we just had a couple months ago the Vivid Orange, the largest Vivid Orange ever sell uh, at auction, and it went for $60 million, which is a huge record breaker. Um, so we're just seeing a lot of investor demand, particularly in emerging economies. And we're also seeing the prices increasing. Uh, you know, our, our suppliers, our cutters are, are asking for more for the colored diamonds. We're seeing reappraisals as much as 30% and uh, just a lot of awareness and a lot of growth in this area. And we're seeing that there's diminishing supply, particularly for the quality of, of goods that we look for. So we're, we're finding that VS and pinks are incredibly difficult to procure. Um, I, internally flawless and yellows are becoming such a challenge to find. So a lot of dwindling supply and increased demand. Going forward in 2014, we're going to continue to see the same trends. Um, you know, we, we do see a lot of growth in emerging economies, but here in North America, with more more awareness and people just tiring of volatile markets and looking to diversify their portfolios, we're seeing a lot of growth in this area. The other thing I want to caution against is that we're seeing more and more uh, synthetics, treated diamonds coming to market. So it's very, very important that you're buying and looking at natural fancy color diamonds because there is no investment opportunity with synthetic diamonds. So I just wanted to bring that to to the table. So in terms of wealth to wear, we're just seeing a lot of interest in people wearing their investments. And it's not just now wearing a single color. People are combining multiple colors into pieces. So that's very exciting on that end because I enjoy the design aspect. The, the interesting thing about natural fancy color diamonds, they range in color from yellow, pinks, blues, greens, purples, blue greens, red, mm-hmm. you know, which are very, very rare, very, very expensive. There are diamonds on the market which um, are really promoted, but they're not investments. They're called champagne, they're called cognac, they're called chocolate. It's for jewelry. You might as well buy a costume jewelry because that's <laughs> as amount as they're not going to go up in value. Or even things like black diamonds, somebody asked me the other day. It's a piece of charcoal. Um, It's not an investment grade that we would even touch with a barge pole. Our clientele is looking for something special. They're looking for a product that's going to increase in value. You know, whether you're holding the diamond for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whether it's for retirement, whether it's for your kids, you know, school education, this is a type of investment of the quality that we buy at Guildhall Diamonds that double every four to five years. Yellows, uh, the vivids, the internally flawless, as Nicole said, have gone up as much this year of 30 35%. Um, we just are not, you know, anybody, our cutters and polishers that have the product, they've cut from rough diamond into the most magnificent diamonds, they're not wanting to sell. They take the diamond, they cut, they polish it, and they push it to the back of the safe. Why should they sell it to us this year at 10 or 20% up when they can get 30 40% more for it next year? 
I, what what I've seen happen this year is we've seen uh, some some new players come into the come into the game on the popularity of the fact that it's such a good investment. Of course, one has to be wary of that because uh, they're bringing in product that isn't of the quality of the type of diamonds that that we have. We're seeing a lot of awareness. I think uh, the auction records this year were explosive, and 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 that brought a lot of awareness to the market. But we're also seeing the market being very difficult to procure procure the type of product that we're used to having. So we're having a tougher and tougher time of, of replacing diamonds that get sold. Uh, competitors don't seem to have it. Or it. We're taking longer times to replenish the inventory. And I think that's also that's also commenting to the fact that it is such a, a, a market that's growing rapidly. And we are competing very much with the Asian market to, to get these diamonds. Obviously, in, in North America and Canada, they understand value, and we're happy to bring those values to our clients and help them to make money uh, in these markets essentially right away. And what Jeremy is alluding to is that when we're looking for the highest clarity grades, when we're looking for the most saturated colors, these are standards indicative to Guildhall, and we won't waver on these standards. So if you're looking out there in the marketplace and someone tells you, for instance, you know, that an SI diamond, which is slightly included, is an investment grade. It's not. And so we we stick to our, our standards. They're very important to us because it's not just because we're snobby. It's because we know that that's going to bring you, the investor, the very best value and make the most money. That's what this is all about, is making you money. The, the other thing is, John, you know, every diamond that we sell, because one of the questions that we get a lot is, how do I sell my diamond? Where's the secondary market? Well, when we go out and procure these really high-end, high-quality, best-of-color, best-of-breed, best-of-cut, best-of-clarity diamonds, eventually I'm happy to get these diamonds back because I know how hard it's going to be in the future, whether it's 5 years, 10 years, 15 years, to be able to get this quality. So the clients that have purchased our diamonds will be happy to take those diamonds back and resell and market them for you, whether it's through you know, our client base, whether it's through our website, whether it's through our seminars. We will be happy to resell these diamonds. And it's like real estate. It's no different when if you buy a home in a really good area, your real estate agent, if he's a good agent, is going to be knocking at your door sometime down the road and saying, I've got sell. a client yeah. that's interested in selling. Would you be interested in moving if I can put you into something else and get you a great price? And this is exactly the same thing when it comes to investment diamonds. At Guildhall, we, you know, we only sell fancy, intense, and vivid diamonds. Every diamond we have comes with a GIA. I am extremely proud of my daughter. She is a GIA diamond grading graduate. And it's, it's an asset to have her on board when we're picking diamonds. It is incredible for me to have that kind of tradition also being passed down. Um, every diamond we sell comes with an independent appraisal. In case that diamond is stolen or lost, that's what you're going to get paid out. The number you need to call is one 214 and online at guildhallwealth.com. Nicole, you brought an interesting list with you, the 10... 10- Steps to investing in natural fancy colored diamonds. Information you need to know. Yes, this is my list. This is the list that we go by, and this is the crucial list. So if you have a pen and paper handy, grab that. If not, you can always get in touch with us, and I can send you the full PDF. So the number one thing that you should be looking mm-hmm. for, bar none, is color. Color is the most important thing to look at when you're you're investing in natural fancy colored diamonds. So you want to look at the hue, which is the color. You want to look at the tone, which is the level of lightness and darkness, and you want to look at the saturation, and that's the amount of color in your diamond. The more color, the more the value. Would be vivid. Yes. Now, we sell fancy, intense, and vivid. It's not to say that fancies aren't going to bring you value. They are, but intense and vivids bring the most value. But if you're a new investor or or, you you don't have a large budget that will get you into a vivid, a fancy is a a phenomenal way to get into the market. And the thing is, you want to get into the market because diamonds that we were selling last year, fancy, last year this time, you could get one for $10,000. They're now twelve five. So it's very important. You want to get in. So if a fancy is what you can get into, great. And then you want to look at good, even distribution of color. So it's not going to bring you much value if you have an intense or vivid, say, but the color is only concentrating in one area of the diamond. It needs to be evenly distributed. And that's where you need to speak to an expert because they can tell you about light leakage. They can tell you about 
good color. They can tell, advise you on the most saturated color. And what we do at Guildhall, I talk about this all the time, is because one of the things I'm very proud of is the way my, my father selects diamonds in that he picks fancies that have the most concentration of color, intenses that mm-hmm. look like vivids, etc. So color is everything. Now, when you're looking at white diamonds, there are value factors consider, to consider, which are called the four C's. So you're looking at your color, you're looking at your cut, you're looking at your clarity, and you're looking at the carat weight. White diamonds, you're going to pick a value factor that's important to you. You might say, like clarity, I want a diamond that is free from any inclusions or blemishes. Or you might like size. But with natural fancy color diamonds, color is the most important value factor. Okay? Then you want to get into cut. So cut refers to the actual shape of the diamond, whether it's a pear, whether it's a radiant, marquise, etc. It also refers to the symmetry and polish. So a well-cut diamond is what's going to bring out that color. So it's so important to have a well-cut diamond. And the polish and symmetry has to be there. It has to be beautiful. It has to sparkle. It has to have fire. It has to have brilliance. If it's dull, if it's flat, if it has too many inclusions, it's not going to be a good investment. So there are also, um, with cuts, certain cuts that will maximize the color. So if you're looking at yellows, for instance, you want to look at a radiant or a cushion that's going to really bring out the color. So that's important with cut. And then you want to look for a company that provides a GIA grading report. This is essential when you're when you're purchasing a diamond because GIA is the world's foremost authority on diamond grading. So we use GIA. I'm a graduate of GIA, and we're very proud to be an, an alumni of GIA. And it's important to get a full GIA grading report. Many companies will offer a dossier, which is a half report. The grading report gives you all the characteristics of your diamond. It will talk about the, the proportions, the cut, the origin, the clarity, mm. the color. It also has the symmetry. It also has a little plot on the at the bottom of the report that is your diamond. It shows you exactly where there's any inclusion. So for instance, if it's a pink and they don't really come in internally flawless and you have a VS diamond and say there's an extra facet or a natural or a little crystal, it's going to show you exactly where on that diamond, on the pl- on the plot of the diamond, where that inclusion is. So if you ever are curious, if you take your diamond in, say to be fixed, if it's in a piece of jewelry and you want to recognize your diamond, it's actually a good way to recognize. It's like a fingerprint of your diamond. So you'll know exactly where that inclusion is. And then there's a little diagram, and it tells you all the dimensions. It gives you the table percentage, the total depth percentage, et cetera. So you need a GIA grading report. The other thing to look for is to know the four Cs, which I just mentioned, which is the color, the clarity, the carat weight, et cetera, but don't be obsessed by it, okay? Because the most important thing, again, is color. So you need to be aware of all of these things. But when you're working with, with your diamond professional, they'll be able to tell you, all the attributes that make this an investment grade. So know them, but don't get hung up on it because you might be hung up on clarity, for instance, and you're looking at a green diamond that is not going to be flawless. So if you're looking at a a VS diamond, which is very slightly included, that's going to be good for that color. So it's important to trust the person that you work with, and that's why it's good if they have a GIA background. So it's also important to belong to the NCDIA. This is the Natural Color Diamond Institute of America, um, Association of America, rather, and they are a very elite group to belong to. They're all about promoting natural fancy color diamonds, the beauty of diamonds, and really letting people know about these diamonds because they're miracles of nature. The diamonds have, colored diamonds have gone through the most arduous of conditions to be brought to into this world. Billions of years ago, they can never be recreated. The Earth's temperature just simply can't the earth can't get hot enough to ever create these diamonds. Wow, so eh? we only have what's above ground and what's left in some of the mines that are closing soon, like the Argyle mine that's closing in 2020. So they're so rare and they're so precious. So this organization is is very much about promoting the beauty. And, you know, they only let in few people. They have to be a very trusted uh, company, you have to have integrity, you have to have ethics. We are honored to be part of this organization. There's only three other companies in Canada, all of Canada, and we're part of this group. So we're very proud to belong to this company. And when you're looking for a color diamond, it's important to look for a company that belongs to the NCDA. We'll take a short break, and uh, the number you need to call, one 214 1711 online at com, And we'll return with Nicole and more of the top 10 things you need to know when investing in natural fancy colored diamonds. This Fair is enough. The Real Money Show. Okay. 
And more of The Real Money Show, the number one 877 214 1711 and guildhallwealth.com. Nicole, uh, diamonds, recap uh, the top 10 things you need to know for investing in natural fancy colored diamonds. Okay, so number one, mm-hmm. the most important is color, color, color. You need strong color, good color saturation. And then the next step is to know the four C's, mm-hmm. but don't be obsessed by them. Okay, because color is the most important. And rely on your diamond expert. They're going to tell you about the value factors that are going to be important to each diamond. And then you need to have a diamond grading report, preferably a GIA grading report. GIA is the Gemological Institute of America. They are the foremost diamond, the foremost authority on diamond grading. So it's important to have a full GIA report. The next thing is to... Belong, ha, make sure that the company you're working with belongs to the NCDIA, which is the Natural Color Diamond Association of America, a very, very incredible group that supports the, the promotion of natural fancy color diamonds. So I wrapped up those ones. And then number five is anything edible sounding is non-investment. Paul touched on this before. You hear a lot about champagne diamonds, right. cognac diamonds, chocolate diamonds. It sounds so alluring, but that's like, like Paul was saying, costume do- jewelry, because brown diamonds, they're still colored diamonds, but they're just not rare. And that's, that's why we always say it's just not an investment. They're just not rare. And you also want to have a company that has a money back guarantee. We offer a 10-day money-back guarantee. It's very important because, you know, you, you need to make sure that you've bought the right diamond. Sometimes people do change their minds. Well, I have many more, including the last few. But if you would like the full list, please contact us. You can send an email to info at guildhalldiamonds.com or give us a call and I will send you the PDF personally along with any other information that you're looking for. What an old radio pro. She leaves them wanting more. What a veteran. Of course. The other thing I'd like to do is to congratulate all of our, our clients that purchased diamonds this year. You did extremely well. Uh, we're so pleased to have you on board. You know, the information that we send out to you is up to date. One of the key things as well is when a client but purchases a diamond from Guild Hall, they also get on our list as an early list. Jeremy, why don't you tell them about that? Well, we have a, a an emailer that goes out to our clients. We find that a lot of our clients... Uh, become collectors of of colored diamonds, so we want to make sure that they get uh, first first in line choice, first right of refusal on new diamonds coming in. So, for example, the three diamonds that we are discussing, we're going to present those to our clients first before they do reach the website. So, it, once you become a, a diamond buyer, you're going to get full access VIP treatment to additional uh, diamonds coming out. So it's it's a it's a great feature to have, a uh, great thing to have for, for diamond clients, because what we have noticed is a lot of diamond clients become collectors. And that's another thing that's great about Nicole. She does really help clients to, to round out their collection. Oh, you have this type of yellow, let's go for, for a pink, or you have these type of shapes, let's move into these type of shapes to make sure that people who are starting to craft their collection have a nice full rounded collection and not every diamond that we have goes up on the website i mean we get product in uh, and it gets sold sometimes before we even have a chance to put up on the website as jeremy says we send we talk to our clients you know they are always interested in new product and you know we actually give the prices a little better than goes up on that actually goes up on the website so it is key so again i congratulate everybody that purchased a diamond this year and um I want to wish everybody a happy new year and a prosperous and healthy new year, which is really, really important. It's nice. I want you to get a diamond from Guildhall. You're part of the family. And you, A, because you get the advance warning of new product, you get the pick of the litter. And uh, you've got what Paul said on the five points that you made out of the 10, Nicole. Those are key when turning around and wanting to sell the diamond back, right? You've got well, all the, the other thing, yeah, the interesting thing as well, you know, Nicole mentioned the four C's. Mm-hmm. There is a fifth C. You know, natural fancy color diamond, they're a currency. You know, they can be sold down the road in every single currency, whether you sell it in uh, euros, yen, sterling, U.S. dollars, Canadian dollars, you know, they will go up in value. Natural fancy colored diamonds tend to double, you know, every four to five years. And it's a great, great investment. The other investment that we love, really love to death, is gold and silver. And, you know, this show is called The Real Money Show. Uh, we've been on uh, AM640, I think, close to five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, we've enjoyed, you know, working with AM640 and bringing our clients into into this investment of gold and silver. At Guildhall, we offer 
not only the physical product, which is gold, silver, platinum, and platinum. You can buy the product outright for immediate delivery. You have the opportunity, if you don't want to store the product at home or put it in a safe deposit box, remember a 1,000 ounces of silver weighs over 70 pounds. You've got to have a sizable safe deposit box to put it, or it's quite dangerous to leave it at home. There's a lot of home invasions Things are stolen, thing, you know, you don't want that to happen. So what you need to do is put it in a safe, secure, insured depository. And again, for easy liquidity, you can sell and buy and sell on a phone call. How easy is that? You know, the market starts to run up. You've got 5,000 ounces of silver. You want to sell off 10%, 500 ounces. It's a phone call. You can have your money next day. Try doing that with a bank. You wait a week, 10 days with stories. With us, you get your money the next day. The number to start investing, one 214 online at guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, look back at uh, 2013, your thoughts on the market. It's It's been a very interesting year. We've obviously seen a lot of physical bullion move from west to east, especially on drops in the market. Um, there's been a lot of speculation as to interference in the being run in the market in terms of manipulation, and I think that'll come out more in towards 2014 and on. You have lots of scandals that have occurred uh, within the last year. We had MF Global, uh, which uh, which was uh, taking from clients' accounts. You had uh, other other hedge funds which had couldn't couldn't bring the physical metal. They couldn't deliver the physical metal. They defaulted. Lots um, of insider trading. People lo- going to jail. Yeah, the the LIBOR scandal, et cetera. Um, what you're seeing overall, I think, when, when they, they tie the bow on 2013, it'll show the year where credibility started coming majorly into question. It's it's curious that people are still loving the stock market, but that's an indication of, of that euphoria before the collapse. Again, what we've seen is physical metal has been a very, very strong demand. Whether the market came down whether it was moving up, people were taking physical delivery over and over and over again. The COMEX inventories have fallen off a cliff and they're having a very difficult time delivering that product. So we're seeing a very low supply, very huge, continuing huge demand. We've already talked about the fact that U.S. Mint, Canadian Mint were at at record levels this year that were higher than 2011 and more people are buying, putting as much money into silver that is putting into gold. And I I think, again, just looking back, I think the credibility of of the U.S. Fed is being brought into question. And I think people are starting to look for alternatives. And they're expecting more from those alternatives, too. They're not buying certificates. Even though the ETF moved up, they're looking less and less at the ETF. And we're seeing more and more people demand the type of investments that Guildhall supplies, which is depository, allocated physical segregated bullion and they want a place to store it and have safety outside the banks one 877 and guildhallwealth.com the interesting thing is, is with our depository you know we get clients whether they have two 100 ounce bars or ten thousand ounces you know that want to come to the deposit at depository and visit their product jeremy tell the yeah we've know. had we've had uh, a lot of clients come and visit um and and one of the 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 things that that is parallel between them all is the fact that they're all sort of new to the investment. They're used to investing in stocks and whatnot where there's nothing to see. And uh, so they, they come with a, a healthy skepticism. Mm-hmm. And once they see uh, how private it is, how secure it is, uh, that the ounces that they're being shown are, are the ones that are the serial numbers correlated to what's on their invoices week in, week out, they become very satisfied clients. They get it right away. And we've talked about this, that some clients are new to the market. They say, oh, I'm going to take delivery. We have clients buying physical bullion all the time and and. W- the, this we see the same thing over and over again. Wow, that's heavy. Literally, the other thing is as well is people are becoming aware of hypothecation, and that's where you know institutions take the product and they refinance it over and over and over. When you buy from Guildhall and you buy two thousand ounces, five thousand ounces, and you want those bars and you want those numbers. Those go into a secure lockbox. Nobody can touch that product. You want if you've got five thousand ounces and you want to, and you've got the number of those bars, and you want to sell five hundred ounces, five bars. You have to give us the numbers. We have to authorize it with the depository for those bars to come out. So it's safe, it's secure, it's insured. It's the way to go. We even offer. Uh, 
for people that want to invest outside Canada, they want to go into Singapore, they want to put in depository in Switzerland, we can offer that for you as well. So again, at Guildhall, we sell, we offer and enable you to buy a physical product, whether you want to take it home, whether you want to put it in the depository, or whether you want to use collateralized financing. And I think moving into 2014, it's going to be a very exciting year. We've gone through almost two years of consolidation in, in the silver market where clearly silver's uh, being traded lower than what it would cost to bring it out of the ground and the, and the, the supply is dwindling and the demand is massive compared to where the price is. So I think that uh, the longer this market goes sideways in, in conjunction with the fact that the Fed is continuing to create a lot of uh, valueless money out of thin air, I think this is going to be a year where a lot of things come to head. And I think that you're going to see a lot of gaps up in, in silver because ultimately the, the, the market is un, as unsustainable at this low as the stock market is unsustainable at the high unless they continue to print, print QE, which it, again in the future is completely unsustainable as well. So people are going to look for value in money. And as they've been doing so in 2013 for gold and silver, I think they will continue to do so in 2014 but I think they're going to be rewarded this year with much, much higher prices moving forward. And we're all not just gold bugs, you know, with gallons of water hidden away and tins of meat and whatever it is. You know, our client base is doctors, judges, policemen, entrepreneurs. The whole range, the whole walk of life invest in gold and silver. Only 3% of the world's population actually invest in gold and silver. That's amazing. 97% invest either in real estate, in paper products, stock market, uh, bonds, whatever. Only 3% are in gold and silver. Do you know what a 1% increase to 4% would do to the price of gold and silver? 2014 is going to be an incredible year. Again, I'd like to take the time to wish all of our clients, future clients, very happy, prosperous, and healthy New Year. Looking forward to it. You want to start investing. Now's a good time. Don't have to wait till 2014. 1-877-214-1711. Online at guildhallwealth.com. The Precious Metals Advisor. Take advantage of that when you sign up. Free subscription online at the website. Do it now and enjoy the new year. We'll be back uh, in 2014 early with another edition of The Real Money Show.